0: a new topic, one that both of us have recently read on. And I think we're going to have a good time discussing the topic of service, but specifically with regard to a particular book. Roger, before we get to that, uh, an important theme I saw some pictures recently on Facebook of some natural scenery. <laughs> You've been on another trip. Tell us Not about enough. it.
1: So this is our kind of my annual hiking trip with my brother that we go somewhere uh, different to hike uh, in different places. So this year uh, we decided to go to Montana. Oh, boy. uh, To Glacier National Park. We were looking at different parks to go to. So this was the one that had a lot of great scenery. Uh, mountains and waterfalls and greenery and animals wildlife everything you can think of all in one place so uh we spent i spent about three days there my brother is still there actually till the end of this week uh finishing off some more hiking i had to adjust my schedule to actually make it out but okay uh yeah
0: cool all right and um how, what are we talking about? Miles per day that you're hiking on these trips? So
1: between 15 to 20. So in the three days, I, I wanted to get at least 50 miles in. Oh, so man. I did uh, get that in. Wow. Um, there's 700 trails that you can do uh, in this park. It is. <laughs> massive. <laughs> okay. And you can go on and go on and go on in just one trail. You, there's so many connections and okay. uh, eventually you have to stop and go home and rest and then get up and
0: do it all over again. Wow. So you you didn't camp out there though. Like you, you go back to home base and then come back out.
1: Yeah. Cabin. Cabin. Okay. Yep.
0: Very cool. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's uh, not exactly uh, <laughs> what I would call a vacation, <laughs> but... But the pictures looked amazing, and I'm sure seeing it in in, uh, person is even better, so very cool. Well, Raj, we are going to talk talk about uh, a really important theme that actually we've been having our Wednesday Night Bible Studies uh, Mm -hmm. on as well, the topic of service, and specifically Uh, when I was looking into the topic of service, going, okay, what's like the best book out there on the topic (laughs) of service? And, uh, you know, it it was interesting because there are a lot of books, it looks like, on the topic of service from a Christian perspective. None of them stood out to me, but then I saw one that kind of got a few comments. One was Chalice had referred uh, to this particular book, and then someone else, I don't remember who else, had referred to it. So I thought, okay, these are guys that I kind of, Uh, appreciate. I I know enough about them that I I trust them uh, to pick good books. So I decided to buy it and I bought it for Logos. So I got Mm. the electronic version and I read it and actually I started reading it, I should say, and I couldn't put it down. Mm. Quick read, not a long book, uh, but very important book i would say and the title of this book is service without sinking how to serve christ and keep your joy by john hindley and that subtitle is what really yeah got my attention how to serve christ and keep your joy mm-hmm. now i read it recommended it to you and as you like to do You bought it and you read it as well, (laughs) so um, that's which is great. So we can we can have a good conversation about this uh, book. Uh, First thoughts on it? You read it recently? What were your impressions?
1: The title hooked me. Yeah. Um, it, it, just talking about service, uh, um, without sinking, mm-hmm. how to keep your joy, <laughs> that, that linking of joy was like, Oh, I need to read this book. Yeah. Uh, and I want to hear what he has to say. And what's so interesting is this book is 10 years old. Yeah. Never heard of it. <laughs> Small, easy to read, yep. but so engaging like you, I couldn't put it down. So I read it really in two parts, mm-hmm. um, on an airplane where, it's the best place because there's no notifications. Okay. Nobody's talking to each other anymore on airplanes and you get the white noise behind you and yep. it's, I'm so focused and engaged in the book and it was convicting yeah. because I saw myself in so many ways in there. It challenged me to what am I going to do to change some areas that I need to address that I have been thinking about for a long time. Yes. And fearing making decisions, and just keep taking on more, and losing my joy, yeah. And realizing that's a problem, and I can't keep doing what I'm doing, and and let what I've read not impact my life, yeah. And to trust the Lord, and and make some some changes. So, in my high level overview was that, yeah. of, of the impact of this book. How, how about you?
0: It's funny you say that because. So I completed it on the plane okay <laughs> on my way to vacation uh and, and I was like I, I, I wish there was more of it because it was yeah. it was so um nourishing it just it it fed my soul yep. and i I really loved it, and just like you said, it convicted me it it made me laugh sometimes because I was looking at myself <laughs> in the book going, "Shoot, how does he know <laughs> um and I, t- I- i i um Sat down with uh, Nora. I I was talking to her about it, telling Mm. her how much I was enjoying the book. And I said something like, you know, sometimes you read a book that articulates better than you ever could Mm. things that have been going on in your head, you know, and and they just put it together in a way that you're like, yes, yes, exactly. That's it right there. And uh, that's how I felt about this book. Mm. I felt like. Some of these themes had been marinating in my mind, but I could never put them into words.
1: Yeah.
0: Um with my own sin, my own issues, what's wrong with me, my heart, and the, the solution. Like I, you know, these are just thoughts that were going through my mind. And and uh whoever John Hindley is, I, I have no idea <laughs> who this guy is except I think he's British. It's for oh, some reason, yeah,
1: there were some funny things in right? there. He said, oh, yeah. so,
0: okay, <laughs> <laughs> the words he used and then the, yeah, yeah. Some
1: of the, the culture you can see coming out, coming out. Exactly. So funny. Like,
0: I don't know who he is, but I know as a brother, man, this was a fantastic read, um, and accessible. And so I would love to commend it to our people, to those that listen to this, yeah. as well as our church family. It's just something that will, I think, impact their lives, um, as it's, I think it's impacted mine. And as you're saying, it sounds like it's impacting yours as well. So l- let's, let's get yeah. into some of the, the content here. Uh, so it's a book about dispensational. Oh, no, no, that's not it. <laughs> After all that all our
1: listeners, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, he no, sounds very Presbyterian. I don't know if he's, is
0: is he? Well, we don't know. I don't know. We could probably look him up. I have no idea. I I, think
1: this is one of the first books I've read where I'm like, I don't know this author. He's not a big name, but that's a good thing because I'm not thinking about the author
0: at all. Yeah, he's he's pastor of Broad Grace Church in rural Norfolk, UK, as of 2018, at least, because that's on the Gospel Coalition website. (laughs) Pre-COVID, so so five years ago. Could be long. I don't know, Uh, but he, you know. Yeah, so definitely uh, in, in Britain. And it doesn't sound like it's Presbyterian because it would be in the name, I would imagine. No, yeah. he's got to be a Reformed Baptist like yeah. us. He's got to be yeah. one of us. Yeah, South, right. Right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I mean, so how did he lay out this book? Uh, let, let's kind of go through that. So the first few chapters were about um, kind of the, the problem, mm-hmm. right? He, he laid out. Some of the the issues, you know, in the introduction, I I love this line. I don't have the pages because mine was on Lagos; It was electronic. But in the intro, he says, Christian service shouldn't leave us feeling cross, shattered, guilty, proud, bitter, or lazy. But all too often, I chat to Christians who feel one or all of those (laughs) things. I see them in myself, too. And I'm like, yeah, me, too. Yep. Me, too. Um so he's he's kind of laying out some of the the problems that arise with Christians serving. Mm-hmm. Um you know we always talk about that whatever it is 80/20, you know, uh yeah. 80% of the work done by 20% of the people. Actually we, we like to think of it more as 90/10 <laughs> I think, you know. Um and I hear comments from Christians a lot, why am I the only one working? why am i the one who's doing this why can't others get involved yeah. he talks about that in this
1: and he gets to the heart of that comment too yeah which he he he's brilliant in doing that because yeah. he comes in a way that's gentle but just hits it right where uh, you need to hear and, and feel that conviction of, of how we even talk about service. That's what I thought was so helpful was he helps expose your heart, Mm -hmm. but then he brings the healing balm of Christ to that problem. He doesn't just leave you feeling guilty and ashamed and convicted. He brings you Christ and says, Christ is who you need, Yeah, you know, and that, that just, he's trying to, I, I think he even says this as, getting Christ back into your perspective, because when your perspective changes, that's when the joy can come back Amen. and how much of our life is messed up because of our perspective
0: on things.
1: Yeah. And we need
0: Christ. We need, yeah, absolutely. And, and he, he lays out, I think, uh, an, again, a brilliant, uh, opening in, I think that's the second chapter where he kind of lays out, Hey, look, Christ promised rest, but the way we're living yeah. doesn't feel like rest, right? And I thought, yeah. oh, yeah, unless we want to reinterpret what rest means, you know. And you know, he talks yeah. about my burden is light, and we're like, yeah, maybe I, I don't know. Um,
1: yeah, I think he was when he was bringing out the motivations of our heart. That's where it felt like a burden. Mm-hmm. You know, he's bringing out. Well, why? Why do we have? these uh, desires to serve what's going on. And, and there's multiple, but you know, you feel that sense of duty. Mm-hmm. You feel that sense of obligation. You want something from God, uh, blessings from him. Yeah. Uh, he made this comment on that where he said, we can so easily fall into thinking Jesus will love and bless us. If we do the right things. Yeah. Then it's a short step to feeling he owes us. And then it's not long before we decide he's let us down. Mm, yeah. And then he goes into paying back God for salvation. Yep. Others to see and recognize us, to impress others. Mm-hmm. When you think about all those, it's a great burden to hold all that because it's all about us. We're at the center yeah. of our serving Christ, which is kind of an oxymoron. We're serving somebody else, but we're the, he's saying, No, you're the one you're really thinking about. Yeah. You're really trying to serve yourself. Yeah. In what you do.
0: I mean, he he looked at briefly Matthew 6, 1 and 2, the -hmm. idea of, you know, don't do your righteousness before men, right? That they might see you and behold what you're doing, right? And it's so easy for us to to fall into that pattern. I was covering it with our our Wednesday night group, kind of thinking through this idea that why do I do the service, the good Mm. work that I do? Do I ask myself that question? Why? And another question, why don't I do certain other things?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Which he brings out in the book too. Yeah.
0: Is it, (laughs) is it because those things are not public enough? Yeah. They don't get the affirmation. Um, so I, I, think it's really important. It causes us to really ask ourselves the tough heart questions. Yeah. Um, that I think we we, we must ask ourselves uh, to expose what's really going on, yeah. even in what we can easily pretend is good, right? I'm I'm working, I'm serving Jesus, but I'm also looking at everyone else that's not, and I'm complaining about them and I'm bitter about that, and I'm wondering why I don't get the credit. And you know, yeah. is that really serving Jesus or is that serving yourself?
1: And then you think about the temptation for pastoral ministry, right? Mm. And you think about the temptation of, are you really serving the Lord at the same time? Your motivation is to build yourself up. You're building your identity upon your service. You're building your kingdom and your following. And now you're a leader and people seek you out. And now you're helping people and you become like a savior complex with them. And you start, it's all self again. It's all around us and what we're getting instead of what we're giving, uh, to it. And it's just that slight, you know, shift in our thinking. Yeah. And it's a temptation, right. For, for anybody, because once you start to get affirmed, yep. it feeds into that, into that beast inside of us of wanting to be known and, and in our culture. I mean, that's all that life is about, right?
0: Now, are you, just trying to expose me—is that what you're trying to do? Is this like you're trying no, to convict just me? Not talking about my own journey. <laughs> Why I don't like, want
1: anybody to know who I am. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here going, oh, "Oh,
0: it's another left hook, right hook, uppercut." But when you're perfect, there's nothing to work on, right? It's right, like, right. It,
1: I know that's a burden for you, <laughs> so right.
0: <laughs> yeah, look, this is so important yeah. to think about. Yes, for pastors and for everyone. But Edmund Clowney um, says in his commentary on First Peter. Um, he talks about how easy it is for those who initially began with the right intention mm. to just shift their focus and begin, instead of working to serve the kingdom of God, serve to, uh, work to serve their own enterprise. That's oh, the word he used, like and that. it stuck with me. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And And in all honesty, I just think about how... You know, he used that language, how easy it is. And I'm thinking, yeah, it's very easy. It's easy in the same moment. I was telling the Bible study group on Wednesday nights. I'm like, guys, if you think that you have a fully pure act of good, you know, goodness, yeah. you know, that doesn't need to be sanctified by Christ himself. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you do, but I don't. Mm, yeah. In the same moment, I can have that. Yes, I want this for the glory of God. But man, have that. I'll call it what it is: lust for glory for myself. Yeah, in the same act, and it's so hard, right? The flesh spirit battle that's going on, and I think we, if we let it go without doing what Hindley is recommending here, thinking about it, exposing it, yeah, man, that could be really, really dangerous.
1: Yeah, and it becomes joyless. Oh yeah, when what we are seeking, we don't receive mm-hmm. because we're seeking again ourself and we will be disappointed. The yeah. fact is none of us are all that great where you're completely consistent and amazing. Yeah. You preach a hundred sermons, you know, not every sermon is going to be great and wonderful and
0: you're going to get praise and adoration. Not any sermon <laughs> is going to be, <laughs> that's <laughs> Not, not every, not any, right? No, I, yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah.
1: But, but then you leave, and there are sometimes like, oh, I thought that was so well done, and you don't receive any affirmation. And then the times you fail, you receive it. Just again, the motivation of, of our hearts.
0: and the, Exactly. The question is, what are we doing this for? Yeah. Right? So uh, I told a story uh, to the group about um, when I was in high school. And I used to set up the the youth group chairs every Sunday morning because yeah. I would get there a little early. My brother was a youth leader, and I would go and I'd set up the chairs. No praise, no acclamation, or, or a, not acclamation, a, affirmation, or anything like that, or acclaim. Um, and then a, a new guy came into the to the youth group from a, a foreign country. Yeah. Just start, just came, and he wanted to help out, and so he started helping it. And one of the youth leaders pointed it out and gave him all this praise mm. and. And my heart, the wretchedness of it kind of came out. I'm like, wait a minute. You know, all this time I've been doing it and I got nothing in this. Mm. And it, it was something I, I had to wrestle with instead yeah. of going, oh, it's so good that they praise this new guy to encourage him in yeah. his service. You know, it was more about <clears throat> me, not about the kingdom. Yep. Right. Um, that's the question we have to ask when we're serving, whether it's Sunday school Uh, serving the refreshments, uh, taking goodies to the needy, the poor. What's going on in my heart? Am I doing it for the glory of God? And if I am, well, there's more to it that Danley gets to, some really good stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's let's talk about this. He breaks it down. He says there's different wrong views of people. Mm -hmm. What are some of those wrong views that you remember him talking about?
1: Remind me of the so after he talked about the motivations of the heart. I'm trying to remember.
0: So chapter four is the okay. one that I'm looking at. I don't know if you have your notes in chapters. Yeah, but I'm looking at my notes. He says a wrong view of people. He starts with a wrong view of others, and then a wrong view of myself. And I I love that because he's he starts with this idea that sometimes we 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 think more of these people of people's. Opinions of us, yes, than we ought, right? We want to impress them, yeah. Um, and then he talks about serving to belong, which I thought was interesting,
1: yeah. That the definite, yeah. Now I'm remembering that, that, uh, those sections there, yeah. So
0: yeah. He's, he's laying these things out, he's going, okay, so what are reasons that we serve to, to belong, to fit in, uh, to impress others, to look pious, yes. Yeah. and then he said if if we are doing it to to get the acclaim of men and to look a certain way somehow that easily slides into competition yeah and then we one of the things he talked about is our joy is robbed when either we think I'll never be able to serve like that guy so maybe I shouldn't serve at all right yeah or he said sometimes we even we, we have the opposite where we become self-righteous because we're like why does, you know, no one serves like me and why don't they serve?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Getting back to the heart of why are we serving? What do we, in a sense, what are we trying to get out of it? Yeah. Which is the wrong thinking of receiving. Yeah. Right. And trying to get, and we, we use people for our own ends and a means to an end. Yeah. And it's really the glory of self, not the glory of God. Yeah. And, and yeah, and that competition is all over ministry right yeah
0: we, we you and i had gone to a a, a biblical counseling conference mm-hmm. the speaker i can't remember his name um but he wrote he wrote a book on about pastors the the ordinary pa- or the ordinary pastor or something like that no that was the d carson book you
1: thinking of dave harvey
0: not dave harvey the other one um I can't remember his name now, but he talked about this very thing that sometimes we're using the people we're serving.
1: Yeah. F- yes. For
0: what they give to us.
1: You know, you know, where I saw this the, mo- the most, or, or I should say a comment that has stuck with me that's troubled me for many years yeah. <laughs> is I was serving in, in a church years ago, and, I, you know, after preaching, Uh, You had to go in the back of the church. Now you're gonna know why I don't like standing. And and it's not. (laughs) And I always try to get you to come? (laughs) So there was a time there at this church, and you preach a sermon, and after just kind of hang out and mingle with people. And I remember when the ladies came up to me and said, "Roger, you need to go stand by the door and go collect your accolades." Oh, (laughs) like what? I'm like, wait a second. Am I missing something? I'm preaching about Christ. It's supposed to be about him. It's his word. It's his church. I don't want, I'm not here to receive something. If, if somebody praises you, you, you learn later on, take it with a grain of salt to appreciate it, but it's not about you. Yeah. It's about him. And at that point I was so new in ministry and, and just fire for the Lord. And I want everything to be about the Lord. It just drew me off. Like, what are you thinking in your mind of yeah. what I was just doing? Did you realize that whoever's standing up front is just a messenger of another? Yeah. If that person is lifted up, then that service is really the people are to serve him and not to point back to Christ. Now, of course, we get caught up in people and we appreciate and love people because they're tools
0: God uses in mighty ways. That's right. And and, And we were talking, one of the gentlemen in the Bible study group brought up, like, encouragement is, is a good thing, right? If we're doing it for the encouragement, that's not good. If we're, you know, we're serving to get the uh, uh, encouragement that that's not good. But if someone gives us encouragement, the Lord often uses that to, you know, bless us and strengthen us. Right. But if you're doing it to go get your accolades, there's something wrong. And the way the Lord Jesus lays it out in Matthew six is that's all you got. Yeah,
1: and that's what (laughs) Hindley brings up, right? When he talked about with serving it to other people, I remember that comment stuck with me. He said, if you are looking at people and you're trying to impress them, you're trying in those chapters, trying to belong and doing your service for people, you're you're receiving what you want, and that is all you're going to get. that's all you're going to get. Yeah, and that was like, ouch, and do I want that pettily okay, I love human encouragement. It's important. I need it. You need it. We all need encouragement. Sure. sure. But if we're seeking to serve people so they can fulfill or try to build a, build us up, it's yeah. empty because one week they love you, the next week they're like, exactly. that's an awful sermon. I, 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 <laughs>
0: I, I was sharing with the group. It's funny. I was, I was saying, okay, look, um, how how empty is man's praise? Yeah. Um, because One week they love you, the next week they don't, right? Um, Sometimes it depends on how their week has been themselves, right? Uh, The other thing that often bothers me is someone can praise me for my teaching or something like that and then turn around and I watch them praise someone who's maybe a false teacher or bring up a, you know. (sighs) So what am I looking for? Is Is that a credible, you know... Uh, affirmation any longer and if that's what I'm living for it's just fickle human praise is truly empty um, unless it is a servant of the Lord who is for God's purposes blessing us by encouraging us let's say or yeah. you know there there is of course the spirit can can move in those ways but you're, uh, Hindley uh, taking from our Lord gets it right that's all we're gonna get yeah. if that's what we're looking for that's all we're gonna get and it's empty
1: And the best praises is, thank you for helping me see Christ more. Thank you for helping me to draw near to him. Amen. Not to you when it's deflected away from you. Yep. That's when you you see that it's working in the heart, that it wasn't about you. You're just a tool. You're just...
0: Here's the test for my heart, Roger. Do I have joy when... The Lord uses somebody else (laughs) to reach someone I've wanted to reach. Uh, Oh, that's, yeah. So, so I, you know, I, I love this person. I'm counseling them or I'm, maybe it's someone you're, you're coming alongside of, you're caring for, you're supporting, you're encouraging or whatever. And it feels like they're not growing. They're not changing. They're not getting it. And then suddenly someone else comes by and and somehow the Lord uses them. They say the right words that the Lord is anointed, not us. It's not our
1: words. What about if it's the same words you've told them and they <laughs> listen to somebody else? You're like, dummy, I've been telling you this for how long and you're not yeah, listening to me. <laughs> exactly. And, and
0: it's a test for my heart. Am I more concerned that why didn't I get the praise for having said all the same yeah. things or am I so excited that? Okay, praise the Lord. They've come to know the Lord. That's where Paul in Philippians comes into mm-hmm. mind, where Paul's like, I don't care as long as the gospel is being preached. Right? Yeah. Whereas I'm like, I don't know, Paul. I think I'd care. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but Hinley hits on a lot of these points, and I think he does a great job with them. I don't want to ruin the whole book for people, mm-hmm. but we got to get to the main kind of the, the climactic point. What's the climactic point, and I know there's so much in the text that they, we're not ruining it for them, but what's the climactic point, at least in your reading of the book?
1: That Jesus
0: serves us. Amen.
1: And and maybe we should do another episode on this and just hit some of these points. Because yeah. I think the, the meat of where he goes and that understanding and then bringing it back in the end and kind of, uh, you know, the understanding of we're servants of him. Yep. Yeah. I think was important and I think there's some good, some things in there we can share and maybe an encouragement um, uh, in it. And, and there's a a couple other quotes I think we can dive into and think about uh, just how he puts things without ruining the whole book so that people will read it and be encouraged on their own.
0: I've read it. I'm going to read it again. I mean, it's that good. Honestly,
1: it's a good reminder, right? Because our, we often get into these, these, habits or ruts or just continuing going on and not thinking and not taking a step back where, you know, one of the comments, I think it was toward the end. He, he quoted another, it's, you know, said, uh, take a look at yourself, but take a much longer look at Christ. Amen. But taking that look, you know, every so often is good just to stop and think about where we're at. Yeah. And then looking at Christ, which is the core part of this, book
0: absolutely and, and i think basically roger what you're saying is we got to come back to another episode on this particular book
1: yeah i think we leave the cliffhanger jesus serves us amen so you he gotta does. come back next time if You, you got to <laughs> and,
0: and listen I, let me say this uh you know maybe our listeners will buy the book ahead of time and read it before our next episode <laughs> comes out which you can it's a short book yeah powerful encouragement um The only other book, or not, I shouldn't say the only other book, but another book that compares in my mind in some ways to this, I don't know if you would agree with this or not, is um, Ed Welch's When People Are Big and God Is Small. Yes, yeah. Another short book, it's not as short as this one, but it's a short one that's also really helpful in getting to the core heart issues that hinder us from the joyful service of the king. Guys, we get to serve the king. The King of Kings, and I want to do it with joy. And when I realize that the joy is robbed from me, really, I I think um, we'll see that we're kind of robbing ourselves of that joy Mm -hmm. because the King's given it to us. So, uh, any last thoughts before we we sign off and then uh, get back to it for the next time?
1: No, other than join us next time. Let's uh, keep talking about this and we'll uh, keep looking at this. Concept or look at the concept of how does Jesus service Because there are some challenging, I think, thoughts he brings out yeah. uh, in that.
0: Really good stuff. Absolutely. So. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, thoughts that you'd like to share with us, please uh, give us a uh, shoot us an email uh, at feedback. Sorry, Not I should do feedback. the at. Sorry, <laughs> feedback <laughs> at rodandstaff.org and I uh, hope you'll join us next time. If you enjoyed this episode of the Rod and Staff podcast, please subscribe and share with others. For more information or to contact the host with questions or comments, please send email correspondence to feedback at rodnstaff.org. That is feedback at rod, the letter N, staff.org.